Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. We come to you live like we do after every single Houston Rockets game, preseason, regular season, and, well, postseason, but we won't have to worry about those types of shows for quite a while, unfortunately. Rockets lose tonight, 127-1. to Twenty. I should be joined by my co-host Jeremy Brenner here live fairly shortly. Um, Rockets dropped to three and fourteen on the season. One in five, or they dropped to one in five at home. Uh, and with that, I welcome the co-pilot of the Dream Take, Jeremy Brenner, to tonight's show. Jeremy, what's up? What's going on, Mike? What's going on? That game was wildly entertaining at the same time wildly frustrating down the stretch for me yeah um i can agree i can agree with a lot of that um 
But honestly, Mike, like, here's kind of where I'm at with this team, right? You know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of where I was at the beginning of the year, um, where, sure. you know, this team is just going to play as hard as it can every night, hopefully. And, it, you know, it'll make its way. But knowing that this team is 99% not going to be led by Steven Silas at the next stage of this rebuild, I feel like these mm-hmm. games that they're losing really close are games that they will win a year, two years, three years from now because either A, they'll have a better coach, or B, the players that are there will get better. So I really can't be too mad about this loss because I know that in the future, games like this, as long as they are on the right path, is is going to be won at a future time. Yeah, I think, first of all, shout out to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, who are just both ridiculously good. I mean, Clay Thompson, pure shooter wise, I mean, he's definitely top five of all time. I he just he was unbelievable tonight. And Steph didn't even score in the first quarter and he ends up with 33. I mean, you give up 74 points to those two guys while shooting 17 of 27 from the three-point line. That's incredible. They were 24 of 47 from the three-point line tonight, Golden State was, for 51%. Man, they're good. I mean, they're, they're really, really good. Hard, it's hard to beat teams when, 100%. You, when they shoot as well. Rockets as only turned yeah. the ball over 12 times tonight. They shot 33% from three. Um, what were they, 15 of 45? I got to tell you, man, I, I don't know if you caught this at the end. Did you get a look at Tari Eason's facial expressions down the stretch when he's sitting on the bench for the last six minutes and 30 seconds? I can only imagine he's like, put me in that. I game. mean, I, I'm and not, he, deserve, he deserved to be in the game at the end. A hundred percent. Him and KJ Martin Jr. They both did. Yes. I mean, KJ tonight in 24 minutes on the court was a plus 12, man. And Tari yeah. was a plus six. I mean, you take out, say, Eric Gordon. Yeah. And you take out Jalen. It's tough with Jalen because obviously he's the player it. with the highest ceiling. Yeah. So you, take him you, out. Really, you really can't take him out, but he struggled immensely tonight. Well, he did. And, and overall, he was 4 of 15. He struggles against the Warriors, man, because 16 points on 15 shots is not very yeah. efficient. No. And he got he was... to the line. He got to the yeah. line a decent amount. And that's the kind of, you know, and, and still, like, I think he tries to get, like, he tries to go for fouls, and that's what he should be doing, but he's still not there physically to where he can draw that contact a little bit. And maybe it is a rookie thing yep. or a second year player, young player kind of thing as well. Um, but once he's able to, like, build his body to absorb that kind of contact, uh, he's going to be, he's going to, most gonna be of fine. those, like, he'll get more foul calls going his way. That's the kind of player. You know, it kind of reminds me of James Harden. You know, Harden, he's so good at drawing fouls and and that aspect of it. I see Jalen's game kind of in lockstep with that in, in some regards. But, yeah, I, once Jalen gets that part of his game, I think it's going to really open up all the levels of his game. So while it's frustrating that 
he and I think that that version of a player is is what can become a superstar in the NBA. Um, not necessarily the player that he you know he he could be right now. Like he's trying to be a player that is is better than who he is at the moment. Um, because he will become better yeah. than the player. He is. But who he is now is you know it's not enough to lead a team to victory night in and night out. It's just, you know, he's not there yet. I feel like, I know. I, th- I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. He struggles against the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors are really, really tough to play against, man. And you know, you, I laugh because people were worried about them this year. They're eight and nine. Their bench is terrible. They've still got Clay. You still got Steph. You still have Draymond Green. You still have the Anthony Lamb curse. I'm almost positive. Yeah, uh, that's pretty bad. Sean points out, what's the point of having guys like Eason, KJ, and Garuba, whose sole purpose is to help stop teams like this, and then don't play them when you need them in crunch time? I mean, it, I, I'm not. We're not going to get into the Silas debate again because I, we're on the same page at this point, Jeremy. I feel like that's a Silas. That's a Silas decision, and it, it it's and bad. It was the wrong decision. It's bad. Um. I mean, it's, also, it's a bad decision, man. When you trade Eric Gordon um, in the middle of the season, you know, if this game were, say, after the trade deadline, I think I think you'd probably see Easton or, or KJ in there over um, yeah. over Gordon. I, so, yeah. so that that's kind of where I'm at with with that question. Um, it's a good question, um, but and and I think with oh, Garuba being in there, I didn't really have a huge issue with Garuba being in there over. Shingun, they wanted Garuba to kind of uh, guard Curry, and I think that um, he was probably the best fit for that outside of Jabari Smith. But then Jabari Smith had Clay Thompson, so it's like you know you really couldn't have uh, you needed more defense out there, and you know Tari could have been that for you, but at the same time, um, you know the well, team isn't necessarily making those though that kind of level of thinking yet. Well, and I want to take a page out of the Jeremy Brenner playbook here tonight was the perfect night to play Jabari at the five. Like if you're going to go small play Jabari at the five is the way I would have gone. Like your, my rotation down the stretch would have been KPJ green Tate, not Tate, uh, KJ Tari and Jabari. I mean, that's, that's the five. That's the five you needed to run with. And Garuba, Garuba is called the backup five, but I feel like when Garuba's out there with Jabari Smith, those two are entertaining sure. anyway. Yeah, they're playing they're so, playing two forwards at that point. Yeah. And and look, man, Jabari, I mean, another good game for him tonight. 22 points, seven rebounds. He was three of nine from the three-point line, eight of 14. Like, he just needs more shots, man. And I get it. He got 14 it's shots that, it, tonight. It's a lot of mouths to it feed. Is. It's a lot of mouths to feed, and that, that's the one primary problem with this Rockets team right now is that there are so many mouths to feed and that's why you got Tari hungry on the bench. He, he you know, he's, he's proving why he, he needs more because he's, you know, in, in limited action tonight, 19 and eight from Tari. I mean, I, I still, in every, every Phenomenal. game I watch Tari Eason, I say, how did 16 teams pass up on him? I have no well, idea. The Rockets I I mean, guess, had a pick before that, but Again, I think he's going to make it. I think he's going to make the All NBA first rookie team. I really do. There, there's a decent shot. I mean, like I would say right now, um, he's special. You know, he's Jabari. Jabari probably has more of a chance. I would say over Tari sure. just because Jabari gets more minutes. Um, but right now, you're looking yep. at like uh, Paulo, Benedict Matherin, 
um, maybe Jabari, yep. and then um, Jaden Ivey. What's his name? What's his name? And uh, Sacramento's having and, a good year, too. Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Uh, Sharp also having a good year. Um, yep. Yeah, it, you know, he's definitely in the running. I would definitely say that. Um, but I would say also, you know, it, it's still really early um, in the year. So, so still a lot, sure. of, a lot of playing time, a lot of time to, you know, for people to change. I think Jaden Ivey will probably make that first team, though, especially if, if Tate is going to be out for a while, um, which, you know, he, he just got hurt. So he's in, might need surgery in the middle of the year. So mm-hmm. definitely not what you want to hear. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Tari's chances of making that will get better um, if he plays a little bit more. Yeah, tonight, I got to tell you, I was disappointed by Shangun's performance tonight as a whole. But this type of game, it does not suit him at all. I, he looked lost. He came in. When was it? He had the bad turnover in the fourth quarter. I think there were seven minutes. Oh, I, mean, that, I mean, that play, I think it's time to have a conversation about Deshaun Nix and Ty Ty getting those backup point guard minutes. There's a lot of things to discuss on this roster right now. But I got to tell you. The thing with the thing with Dacian Nix though is that his number the analytics point towards Dacian Nix being the right the right fit there. But then again, mm. um, you know, he he no points tonight. So at the same time, it's just like, you know, you need someone there that look, you could have someone that's a little bit more dynamic. Not saying that that's Ty Ty, not saying that that's Josh Christopher. Sure. You know, it could be any of them. But uh, you know, Dacian Nix at this point it's a little bit, I feel like we're stalling. Like I just, I feel like we're plateauing maybe a little bit. I just don't know what more we're going to, like, I don't know if there's a next level from Dacian Knicks. Like, I feel like I see that with Tari Eason. Like, I feel like right. there's another level there. I feel like with Ken, with KJ Martin, there's another level there. Garuba as well. Um, and even Shangun, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Jabari, like with all of those guys, I don't think we've seen the best from them. With Dacian Nick, no. I am less confident that we have seen the like there there's more to come. He's a perfect example though of the plus minus not telling the full story. Because if you were to check the box score tonight, he's a plus seven in 13 minutes. Most of those minutes, if not no, I think nearly all of because he was on the floor the, during the squad. He was on the floor in those late first quarter when they were down right. 20, and then they, you know, then they Correct. kind of piled back on because they got he was up against the Warriors bench and the Warriors bench, you know, is correct. Is he had five assists dude. tonight though. Yeah. I mean, he, had, he did have five assists tonight. So I give him credit for that. I would just like to see you talk, you talk about this all the time. And I think it's a good point. Like when the Rockets are good again, Ty Ty Washington obviously has a much higher chance of being a part of that team versus a guy like Deshaun Nix. Like immediately yeah. this year, if the Rockets, let's say, land the number two pick, they're taking Scoot Henderson. And all of the sudden now you're talking about a crowded backcourt already. Deshaun Nix will be gone. And to be fair, so it's high tie. But I feel like Ty tie could still be an end of the bench type of guy. Good locker room guy does all the little things right. So I'd like to see him. With, I mean, I don't know if we could say that about Ty Ty, who hasn't played in the NBA. Well, no, but I mean, watch his games. I'm t- when I talk about doing the little things, if he can develop a good three-point shot, good facilitator of the ball, that was his mantra at Kentucky. That's what I'm speaking to. There's more potential there with is. Ty There's Ty. a that's, much higher ceiling. That's the thing, because, 
Because we haven't seen him yet, and that's that's the biggest thing. Well, we have seen a doses of him, but not in meaningful. No, we have. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, Mike, I'm saying we have not seen you know him play like really anything in the NBA. Sure, yeah, but his I time guess, in the G had, League, what, he had one game. Yeah, his time in the G League though is time wasted, in my opinion. I I, I know yeah, there are people if, out if there. You, if you go to the G League, Dacian Nix is a better. It has way better numbers in the G League than Ty Ty has. But that's because, but that's the thing is like numbers in the G League don't mean anything to me. Now you send him down there because he's going to get more playing time based on this current rotation. I'm just speaking to it on a larger scale. I know a lot of people are high on the G League. I'm not. Like for, for a team like us, I need these guys, these high draft pick guys playing like in meaningful basketball i'm not saying g league is not meaningful i'm just saying that when the option is there to play him and them on this roster you do it because they need those minutes right now yeah but i mean the whole knicks versus tie tie debate the only the only thing that to me it favors tie tie is the fact that you know there's un unlocked potential at this point with dacia knicks We've seen it, and we don't know, you know, and we don't know how much further it can go. But you look at the two. Dacia Nix is younger, first of all, even though he's played more in the NBA because he came into the NBA earlier than Ty Ty. Mm-hmm. So, so you, age thing benefits Dacia Nix, even though he's he's a second year player versus a rookie. Um, and Dacia sure. Nix has succeeded more at the previous level at the G League than Ty Ty has. Granted, Dacia Nix has a more of a sample size there. Um, but I, I feel like when it comes to Nix and Ty Ty, it's like, you know, we're talking about, like, who, like, they're both going to be, like, irrelevant a year or two from now. Like, I really don't think either of them have much of a future with the Rockets, to be honest with you. I don't think it's fair to say that about Ty Ty, just because... As, well, as a- I'm saying that with Ty Ty because... While he hasn't had a chance to prove in, prove that yet, knowing the fact that the Rockets have again multiple first round picks coming in next year, and then yeah. the year after that, it, it's you know just the chances of them making an impact on this roster long term are just very slim. Yeah, I just I, I think Ty Ty is the backup point guard of the future for this team. Because he's cheap, he's on a rookie deal for four or five years. Okay, I don't. I mean, that's. I, think, I don't. I just. I think. I think someone better will come along. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it depends. Like I said, I mean, if they end up drafting Scoot Henderson, yes, Ty Ty is essentially gone at that point. But if they end, or Nick Smith, or yeah. you know, like yeah, it, it's going to be really tonight was a night because I mean we've talked enough ba- backup point guard on this roster for the show because there are some other things I, I look mm-hmm. at a game like tonight. This is the first game where I'm not even upset that they lost. I'm more frustrated by the fact that Tari and KJ deserve those minutes down the stretch. They took a NBA down to the wire and gave them everything that they wanted tonight. I was a little upset that there wasn't one rocket that got extremely physical with Clay and, and, and Steph tonight. That was a little upsetting. Like the, the NBA of yesteryear somebody would have put Clay Thompson or Steph Curry on their ass tonight. I'm not going to disagree with that. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about that tonight. Like, 
Vernon, what would Vernon Maxwell have done to Clay Thompson tonight? Vernon Maxwell would never have let Clay Thompson get exactly. He did exactly. And, and, and I mean, look, Clay Thompson is you know arguably one of the top five shooters of all time. Easy. Um, I would say probably number two behind behind Steph, to be honest with you. Yeah. But Ray um, Allen. Yeah. But I would say you know, like it's just it's too much. Like like I don't like they are all-time greats but when you're on the same floor you're you're on the same level and right. you gotta you gotta be able to compete with whoever's in front of you and i think for the most part the rockets did so i really can't be too mad about the effort uh, maybe at the beginning they came out a little bit flat um while golden state you know came out really hot and they kind of were able to keep that throughout they did have that little bit of a dip in that second quarter um but yeah, I would I would honestly say for the Rockets, it, it does come down to you gotta play four good quarters. And tonight yeah. they played uh they played three or maybe two. I don't know if that fourth quarter um I would count as like a good quarter. But you look at you look at the quarter versus like quarter to quarter, I think is how most teams uh look at the game. You know, they don't look at um, you know, oh, how did the game go? They look at each quarter. And they look at it like four mini games, four mini 12-minute 12 12 games. And you say, okay, the first quarter, we lost. Second quarter, we won. And I think, you know, if you, if you do add the first half together, what was, was it a tie? Uh, they were down, they were down, they were like down 12 after one, and then they outscored Golden State by 16. So they're up four. They're up four at half. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, then they, so, I mean, and then they lost quarter three by seven and lost quarter four by four. So you played, you played one good quarter. Um, two, two if you count, you know. So, so that to me is is like, it, it's hard to win a game when you only win one quarter. For sure. Sometimes you know maybe you win a quarter by so much that that it it, it dictates the whole game. But in tonight's case, the first quarter and the second quarter kind of cancel each other out. And it was a tight game from that moment on, from the second half on. And the Rockets kind of fizzled in at the end because they don't have the same experience that the Warriors do playing in all of these playoff games and mm-hmm. tight games over the years. And it, it's it's a learning experience. It's a game where I think later in the season, if this game were to happen, I think the Rockets might win. But it's early in November and the Rockets couldn't get the win. For sure. Let's go to a good friend of the show. You and I haven't talked to this individual in a while. Shane, welcome to the show. Shane, how are you? Yeah, what's up, man? It's good to speak. What's up, man? It's good to speak to you guys, man, after so long, man. Like, oh, the only reason I'm getting to talk to you guys is because I got COVID a few days ago, so that I'm just, like, at home in Australia, bro. Well, we hope you feel better, brother. What's going on? Oh, I'm feeling I'm feeling better now, but um, Good. well, I was I was feeling better until Clay Thompson and Steph Curry brought back the trauma of yesteryears. But mm. um, <laughs> but uh, no, like honestly, um, I think like today is this, like the last two games. Is this like a classic example of like why coaching is so important, right? Like you look at the last two games, and like we're going up against Rick Carlisle. And Steve Kerr, and you can see like the quality of coaching just comes through, like in the end, like especially in the last 
quarter or so. Like, like today was the first game in a while that I didn't feel like so mad watching Houston play though, because like I felt like our effort was like top notch. But it's just it's just frustrating because you know like the coaching is what's um, ruining us from getting to where we need to go. To be honest, yeah, I think it's a good point, Jeremy. You know, I think, and I, I think coaching is coaching is probably a third of the battle, in my opinion, or close yeah. to it. I'd say it's a one third coaching, one third just sheer talent, and one third um, effort. And I think you look at the effort. I think the Rockets gave a better effort tonight than the Warriors. I think the talent goes to the Warriors. And I think the coaching goes to the Warriors. So if you lose two out of those three aspects, you know, it's difficult. But also because the talent gap in the NBA is so tight now, like even a team like the Warriors who won, uh, you know, won the championship last year, they are, you know, they're, they're just as, like, the, the Rockets were able to still find a way to stay in it. Like, you're not seeing as many blowouts anymore, I think, this season. Um, and you're, you're also seeing lower teams have a chance against some of these better teams um, like, like tonight. So um, I, I would say that I would say that the Rockets with the coaching battle, they're losing that almost every night. Um, yeah. And, and was... with that, it means you got to be better talent wise. and You got to be better effort wise. And yeah. most, and on those nights, it's, it's tough. It's tough to win both of those against some of these teams that they've been playing because they've also been playing some pretty pretty strong teams uh, in the first in the first quarter of the season so far. We're almost at the quarter way point of the season, which is insane. But well, everyone um, looks really strong when you're coming last. I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah, um... yeah. Um, but <laughs> but also like like talent yeah. the talent level I would say on Friday night against the Pacers. I would say the Rockets were probably more talented than the Pacers, um, just individually. But uh, effort-wise, I don't think it was there all the way. Um, and coaching-wise, definitely wasn't. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to win to win these games when you're already down one out of those three aspects. Any final thoughts uh, from you, Shane, before we wrap the show up, my man? Well, like I love, I love EG, but like it, it is kind of sad to see his time in Houston ending like this, man. Like, um, I really think like we should have traded him <coughs> at the trade deadline deadline last year to a contender because we would have had at least a first round pick, and it would have been a great time yeah, for him. Another to first round well. pick, though, to add to all of the other first round picks that we have here. I don't know if first yeah. round picks are going to be the the way to go anymore with this group. I just feel like cuz cuz then you run into that problem tonight where it's like, well, Josh yeah. Christopher didn't even play tonight. And it's like that was a first round pick you had last year. And you had you've Garuba to feed, you have Tari Eason to feed. You've got all of these guys to feed and more are coming. So when it Yeah, comes I would trade it for another future first round pick. That's what I kind of meant. Like like what the Knicks did. You know the Knicks traded yeah, for future first round picks. It would have to yeah. be some creative kind of deal. To me, I, yeah. I think the Rockets it's getting to a point now where once they get a point guard, I really and I don't think that Kevin Porter is necessarily like it, when I say I don't think he needs to be the only point guard on the team. I think he, I think he needs someone else alongside him to kind of share those duties, um, and, and kind of maybe him and Jalen Green 
all three of those guys share those duties. But once they get another point guard, I really don't think this this group needs another like another infusion of youth. There's plenty of youth there, plenty of unlocked potential. There's plenty of all that, and I really don't think like and I think we can run with the group that we got. Totally agree, Shane. Always good to talk to you, my man. Good talking with you guys, Thanks, man. Take care, brother. Feel better. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I I think I think as this season goes on, if we get games like this more often than not, I'm gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Like I I can live with tonight's results. I would have liked to have seen some different things tonight, obviously. But I think the guys, especially like Tari Eason and KJ, are coming along with this group nicely. Yeah, and, I think, and it's good to see. You know, I'm uh, going to be really curious to see how this because um, they don't play until Friday, so they've right. got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Blessed. to really get some good practices in to yep. really like to to fix some of these you know errors that they're making. Um, and, and I wonder how they'll come out Friday against Atlanta because I think I like if they come out flat against Atlanta, I then I'm gonna get like like then I'm really gonna start asking questions again. Yeah. And, and like they have a back to back Friday Saturday because they've got four days off. OKC is on that second half of the back to back, another winnable game I feel. Um, so if they can, and and one of those games they probably won't play with Eric Gordon, so you'll probably get more minutes opportunities for um, for Tari, for uh, KJ. Oh, and, and did you hear Bruno Fernando might be coming back too? So Very uh, exciting. A lot is going to be happening over these next couple of uh, days um, as we go through the holiday. And uh, when we get back from the holiday, that should be interesting. Because after this, so kind of looking, I'm looking at the schedule here real quick. After this two-game homestand uh, next weekend, they go on the road for four games. Two at Denver, Phoenix, and Golden State. Phoenix and Golden State, the back-to-back. Mm. Then they go to, uh, then they host Philly at San Antonio, and then after that game against San Antonio on the eighth of December, oh, another winnable game. They are home for the next seven games. Seven-game yeah. homestand. You got Mike, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Miami, Portland, San Antonio, Orlando, Dallas. A couple winnable games in there as well, especially the fact that it's at home and. I think now we're going to see, like, you're starting to see Jabari starting to figure it out. Tari starting to figure it out. I want to see more from Jalen, but I feel like he's going to figure it out. If if what we saw last season reigns true for this season, these guys are going to figure it out. It's just a matter of time. No, I couldn't have put it any better myself. I mean, this is a decent place to park the rocket ship. Thank you all for listening to the show. Tonight, as Jeremy pointed out, we are off until Friday. Um, So from all of us here at the Dream Take, we want to wish all of our incredible listeners, supporters, viewers, a very happy Thanksgiving to you and to your families. Enjoy the time off uh, from Rockets basketball. Uh, This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. If you are on Twitter, follow The Dream Take at The Dream Take. You can follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner is J E R E M Y B R E N E R. You can follow my co-pilot Mr. Michael Brown on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore twenty twenty. If you're on Facebook, make sure to search the Dream Shake and give us a like there. Finally, head on over to 
thedreamshake.com on any day that ends in Y for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, your very unhappy final tonight from inside of Toyota Center, 127 to 120. The Rockets dropped their record to 3-14 and 14 on the 2022-2023 campaign. We'll talk with you Friday night, Rockets fans. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance. Pure design. Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.